I think for me, the, the point was I didn't I didn't know anybody who didn't drink. Mm. I really didn't. I mean, apart from a sort of some, I don't know, maybe religious kind of um, devout. Um, so a couple of people who I used to work with who and they, they were seen as sort of strange as outliers almost, and you know, and I, I'd never. That's you now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And welcome to the podcast series On The Rocks with Neil and Tom. In this series, we hope to bring you episodes which will bring life to your years and years to your life. So by that, we'll be looking and talking about all a diverse range of topics related to physical mental health, including our favourite topic, surfing, but also whole food, plant-based food, um, not drinking alcohol, and a variety of other topics that we find interesting and hopefully you will too and hello and welcome from me tom biebrecht and from i'm neil jackson you may find we have some mirth in our voices it's because we're trying to work out anyway is it a conversation or are we talking to you the listener so we we're hoping that we're going to be a conversation but if suddenly we find out like we're talking to you we're trying to get we're trying to work out what's going on basically so anyway in today's podcast series two episode nine we're going to talk about both if you've listened to any of the previous ones um that tom and myself have both uh, don't drink anymore alcohol that is um i stopped drinking about 18 well 18 years ago coming up actually and tom about five i don't know maybe, now yeah, is maybe it a bit more than that now yeah yeah, yeah. might be um so but we both read a book called Alan Carr's Easy Way to Control Alcohol. Now, interestingly, when I was looking yesterday, I noticed there is, they've done one now, which is Alan Carr's Easy Way for Women to Control Alcohol. So I don't know what the difference mm-hmm. is. So if you are female uh, listening to this, there, there is actually a specific female book. This We were only dealing with the male one because it's the only book I've got at the moment. Right. Um, so Alan Carr was a sort of self-help guru who... Sort of worked out a way to help people stop smoking originally because he was a well, I think he eventually might have died from uh, lung related issues, but he was a heavy smoker and wanted to stop and he couldn't find anything that suited it. So he came up with a system, and people have gone to sort of day classes to learn how to do it, or in fact, reading the books that are out there. So I, so I think it's worth saying at the moment as well that we are in. We are in the UK, and there is another famous Alan Carr who was a comedian. It's not him, right? <laughs> no, okay. it's, it's spelled A double L E N. I mean, I'm sure Alan Carr may be able to help you give up <laughs> drinking, but perhaps not. Um, so, yeah. So this book, as I was saying, there's day courses. Or read the book. I knew a couple of people who, who had uh, been on the day courses and had stopped smoking and stopped drinking just like that. You know, not like Tommy Cooper, mm. just like that. And uh, light bulb, heavy bulb. And um, so I read the book and I set a date six months after I'd read the book as when I was going to give up. And I kept, I think I kept rereading the book throughout those six months, but I had felt I had to because I had a variety of events, stag do's, weddings. It was a really busy year. So I thought there was no point giving up before then because it will just be, uh, in my mind, miserable. Um, but anyway, the well, it's quite, it is interesting that you set a date for it. You know, a lot of people would find would find stopping drinking alcohol if alcohol has been such an important part of their life. Setting a date to stop drinking is a really it's quite a hard thing to do. But it's also yeah. 
does it tell you more about your personality as well? What do you mean about my personality? I mean, because some people say I I can't you know I can't I need a drink today. Right. I know um, and I don't know whether I can not have a drink tomorrow. Well, I was thinking about this yesterday, thinking that it was a monumental shift in my life. And in fact, we were just talking to a chap in the sea who's been through a similar hmm. thing, and it is a monumental shift. And for me to do that at the age I was, I I it, I must have been in quite a low ebb with where mm. I was to do this sort of thing and it's hard for me to put myself back 18 years to think about the mm. sort of conditions I was in or the experiences I was having to think because it had been my mm. life for 18 years at that point or however many it was and um, so yeah I I don't know it's yeah it's hard for me to mm. look back and put myself where I was there yeah and but but it also says a lot for this particular method or approach you can actually do that. It, you mm. know, that's quite an endorsement of this. Yeah, no, of this. and the funny thing was, I sort of made the most of it because <laughs> I right. knew I was giving up. I went mm. hell for leather for a few months before yeah. it, and that, that's quite bizarre because, yeah, that is quite weird when you think about it. I know I want to give up, but I'm going to do this date mm. rather than... So it's not like... Yeah, because I, you know, I wasn't, like, alcohol-dependent. It was just a choice to... Mm. I knew it was unhealthy for me in many ways, psychologically, physically, and socially. It was causing mm-hmm. bad decisions and stuff like that. So it wasn't <coughs> like I, my, my liver was packing up or anything like that. It mm. may well have been. Um, so, yeah, I suppose it was slightly different than, than some people would need. Some people do need to, to be able to give up pretty much mm. as soon as possible because it's causing them all sorts of health issues. So, so it's... More about you know we're talking about our own experiences yeah. with it. Yeah. So for other people might not have the same experiences, but it's just our perspective yeah. on it. And again, you know, listening to us isn't going to help you necessarily give up mm. alcohol. You need to buy the book, or go on one of the courses, and there's plenty around mm. the UK, um, or seek professional help. You know, this is just us talking about what helped us, and maybe mm. you'll you'll think that well, this is a good system. I need to mm. need to follow it. So. There's a, at the end of it though, it's not a very long book, it's only 200 pages, uh, and it's quite a big font to be honest. Um, but there's like the 16 instructions that make it easy to quit, and we're just gonna, we were just going to talk through those, see mm-hmm. what we remember, because neither of us have picked this book up. It's not like it's something I needed to look at weekly, it's just something that did, and then it's gone. Well, I so once then, photocopied those instructions and put them somewhere. Now, when, <laughs> when you said you wanted to talk about it, I couldn't find where I put them, so. I thought there'd be a reminder. So they clearly, yeah. you know, if I was struggling, but I haven't ever no. noticed I've been struggling. No. So, uh, but so interesting chat. Yeah. So some of these sound quite, unless you read the chapters, they sound a bit weird. But yeah. and again, we can't remember the chapters because it was for me. It was so long mm. ago, and I haven't reread the book. But the first one was cultivate the attitude. Isn't it great? My life is no longer dominated by devastation. Um, I think the first chapter or the first part of it was looking that it is not giving something up. It's actually starting something positive. It's start, you know, and, and the first chapter talks about the, or at least that part of the book talks about the damage that comes from alcohol, not just to you, not just personally. I mean, again, you know, some people, people have different experiences, but in society, the impact, economic, social, you know, all of the problems that, that can come from alcohol use um you know he describes it as as devastation essentially Mm. 
Yeah, I think the effect on families, I seem to recall perhaps mm. that, talking yeah. about, you know, the, the little creeping effects that break down in relationships and mm. and stuff like that. Um, and isn't it great? Mm. You know, that's a key thing. Isn't it great that you're not beholden to this, this thing which makes you decide, oh, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the arguments between me and my partner at the time were... Uh, Oh, I, you, I want, it's your turn to drive tonight. It's your turn to drive. You know, and there'd be arguments over who was going to drive because yeah. nobody wanted to miss out on the drinking and stuff mm. like that. Just little things like that. Yeah. So number two, never ever doubt your decision. There is absolutely nothing to give up. Now, this is one that we had remembered, mm. I think. We were talking about stuff that we remembered from it earlier. Mm. But um, there is nothing to give up. Yeah. I think you're not giving up something. That's the uh, that was the uh, the argument, and when you think about if it alcohol is a big uh, is an important part of your lifestyle, that you go out and you know you have your drink. The drinking is something that, particularly if you're feeling you're a bit anxious about going out, you have a few drinks, so you relax, and then you become dependent upon that to relax to to have a quote unquote good night. The idea then is that that is if you just stop that is a really challenging idea Mm. but the reality is that it's not giving that up you're not giving that up you're starting something new and i don't know we talk about we you know we talk about what about friday night we went out we went out um just for a celebratory event um from a place that i used to work at and neil still works at and there was a group you know group of uh, people there and the vast majority of people were heavily drinking and you know, and and yeah, fair enough. Maybe they're having a, having a good time, but it, for me, it was it was a bizarre thing. We're trying to have conversations with very <laughs> drunk people, and then the next morning we were up going for a surf, and Neil was getting images of uh, or texts of drunk, you know, oh, drunken behaviour, feeling very very rough, and uh, oh, why do I do this to myself? Um, that sort of thing. But um, and yeah, we were in the sea by eight o'clock surfing, and. Uh, and again, that makes it make us sound sanctimonious or something. Smug. <laughs> Smug. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it gives it gives you a whole new lease but of that's life. That's the point, and that's not, and it's, it's not, not to be. Look at me, I can, I am smug. I am yeah. not feeling bad the next morning. That isn't. That's not no. what I'm, not what I'm saying. What we're saying is that it actually has. It's opened up positives that yeah. you can do so much more rather than you know losing out on those other things yeah. you know the at uh, first when i did stop drinking and i did go out on these sort of events i did find it very very difficult because you get there oh just have another one go yeah. on have a drink yeah. oh whoa. or you know and i and i found that quite challenging and i'd have to you know try and find drinks that i could have that would look like i was drinking and you know and i don't know it's just it says more about me now I don't, couldn't no. couldn't care less. No, no, and um, yeah, I think that if we remembered one thing from all of this is you're not giving something up, and that that's mm. really paid dividends in lots of things in life. Mm. Is you don't think about it as giving you know anything, anything that you want to change. Don't think of it as giving it up. Think about the gains, mm. you know, the, the wins rather than the losses, uh, which sort of led us on to three number three. Do not try to f- not. Right. Do not try not to think about drinking. Mm. So do not try not to think about drinking. And that is, we've talked a bit about kind of Buddhist ideas and that idea, you know, that you are trying to kind of push away or hide from mm. those things or, or what's the word, aversion yeah. from, you know, from the things that you don't want to experience, you yeah. don't want to think about. And sometimes you just sit with it and that's what it is. Yeah, you know? j- just, again, it's talking about, you know, just... Um, 
yeah, trying to hide from your the issues or mm. whatever it is and uh, pretending they're not there. Well, they are there, and it's just that which is number four. Be aware that the little monster exists, mm. but don't worry about him. Mm. Awareness again overlaps a lot with mm. uh, Buddhist ideas and Buddhist philosophy. Uh, awareness to mm. spot it and this is what meditation teaches you and it's amazing how this all overlaps mm. being aware oh there will be something saying go on have a drink have a drink the closest i came was the february after i gave up in november i had a he- real horrible flight to the canaries uh, delays and got there very late and the accommodation was miles out anyway and we finally got to a restaurant at like 10 o'clock at night or something and i was just like i was so close to just having a drink yeah. and uh but i i was aware of it that why yeah. and because of the book i knew why i wanted that drink and it wasn't the the drink itself it was just placate or satiate some sort of other need which was a need yeah. to feel that i needed to relax or something like yeah. that you know or it was so it's aware this awareness, and we talk about this, um, or have spoken yeah. about this quite a bit, I suppose, haven't we? Um, I'm not sure about this one. Don't worry if occasionally you forget that you no longer drink. Well, that's not suggesting that you are drinking, you, yeah. you're starting drinking, but it, you know, it, sometimes you can your identity can become wrapped up in the fact that you are a non-drinker, and that. And and what they're suggesting, but perhaps, is that it's not you know that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to create some sort of um, I don't know super non-drinker. Mm. It's it's just if you forget sometimes about it, then so be it. Yeah, I mean the book just to go sideways <coughs> a bit. It does go through the the main chapters, dispelling all the myths of mm. like there's chapter twenty. I only drink to be sociable. It sort of it'll logically look at that mm. and uh, suggest why that's probably not. A good reason to keep drinking, sort of thing. Um, don't wait to become a non-drinker. Well, I I did mm. <laughs> because I knew I was going to fail. I just knew if I tried to give up before, um, I would fail because I had all these social occasions I had to go to mm. with a group of people, um, which yeah, it, I wasn't strong enough to withstand the peer pressure at that mm. point, and I knew from that November. That there was nothing for months and months and months mm. and months. So I had a real run-in where I could get my head straight, sort mm. of thing. But perhaps for most people, it it does become yep. a thing that you need. I think you did after reading the book. Didn't I did you? straight away. Yeah. I mean, I, I did. I probably did just before. It was like a sort yeah. of a, a, a way of, you know, I kind of I'd made a decision, and I think for me the, the point was I didn't I didn't know anybody who didn't drink. Mm. I really didn't. I mean, apart from a sort of some. I don't know, maybe religious, kind of um, devout. Um, so a couple of people who I used to work with, who and they, they were seen as sort of strange, as outliers almost. And you know, and I, I never—that's you now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the thing, and I and it's just to think that these are odd people that what well, they don't drink. So I didn't think it was possible. And yeah. so the fact that I knew that Neil didn't drink was that you know you just you just demonstrated. I wasn't saying that Neil was the you know the god of of anything it was no, just that he didn't it's, drink it's seeing that somebody has trodden the yeah. path before and i think same for me i don't think i could have done it if i hadn't seen you know the chap i know who'd been on the courses and mm. given up from quite a different perspective to me i knew he'd done it yeah and knowing that somebody has done it before makes a hell of a difference mm. and that they're still fine and they still will go and meet you somewhere and do mm-hmm. meet you in a well, even meet you in a pub or wherever you know they've, they've done it and people yeah. have done it and that's where these programs 
like AA, I guess, are powerful because you're you're with people who are doing it. I think it being in the but it also being in the environment as well with people who aren't doing it can actually be, you know, mm. it when particularly in the early days can be you know, the difference between yeah. success and failure. Number seven, accept that you will have good days and bad days. Yep. Again, yeah, you do. There's some yep. days, like I said, going back, can I, I need it. I felt I need to have a drink, mm. you know. Yeah. And, uh, and then some days I wouldn't even think about it. But again, it's noticing the awareness mm-hmm. that this is. And again, if you bring in more of the philosophy, then you can learn that there's no such thing as a good or a bad mm-hmm. day. They're just days, yep. you know, and then not labelling it so. It yeah. means you stop sort of beating yourself up about it, I guess. And so getting, you know, and, and not drinking on the days which are quote unquote bad days is a real, is a is such a buzz that I, I didn't have a drink. I didn't have a drink. Mm. And therefore, you know, the good days are all easy. It's like everything, isn't it? When when things are going, you know, are easy. I and mean, we talk about meditation practice and, you know, some days meditation practice comes so easy and, you know, you can sit there and, and all well and good. But when it's, when you're busy and when you can't do it, you, you've, you know, it's a, it's a struggle, but actually, you learn more from that, and the same goes for 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 this particular thing we're talking about. Yeah. Um, be aware that you control the craving, and not the other way ra- around. Be aware that you control the craving, and mm-hmm. so the craving doesn't control you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, harps back once more to awareness. Once you're aware that there's a craving going on, mm-hmm. you can sort of not negate it but just be with it you know mm. right there's craving but the craving doesn't have to have an end result of mm-hmm. having a drink yeah. or something you just spot the craving. whereas for a lot of people once the craving's there there is nothing in between to That's stop it. the you the are action. the craving yeah. you are the craving rather than noticing ah that's a craving you yeah. need to sort of step outside of yourself yeah so i would disagree slightly about controlling the craving mm. i don't think you're trying to control it you're just accepting that it's there mm. you know so slightly Again, semantics, mm. really. Do not mourn the death of an enemy. <laughs> Again, you know, it's... The end uh, of a way of life. I mean, Neil's but the top top storyteller of his of his drinking days. And he, yeah. I probably hear his stories of his drinking days probably at least twice a day. Yeah. But um, generally speaking, you know, it, do you... Will we talk about, oh, that was a great night last night. <laughs> oh, I, was, I smashed out my head, blah, 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 blah. If you were to change it from alcohol to, I don't know, heroin or something else, then yeah. it would be a different. It's sort well, of socially, amongst our particular environment, yeah. but the mem- not everybody, it's, the, it's, it's normal. The memories for me were always the social memories, hmm. you know, and that sort of went hand in hand. It wasn't the drinking memory. It wasn't like, oh, great, I drunk 96 pints last night. Hmm. That was not the memory. Hmm. The memory was, we went out and had a laugh doing this. We went out and did this. Hmm. You know, we were dressed in fancy dress. That was the memory rather hmm. than the the sort of... Yeah. And then you start, these things get paired together. This this event will only happen if I've had 10 pints hmm. or whatever. So you sort of, it gets mixed up and the messages are mixed. Yeah. Whereas you see kids, when you're kids, they're out having a great laugh at birthday parties and mm. all sorts of things. They haven't got that need which you develop, mm. or some people develop, as they as they go through. And it suddenly becomes, oh, I must have this much drink to be able to do this. Mm. And it's not true. And mourning the death of an enemy, you know, it's not like, yeah, you could sit around feeling morose and sorry mm. for yourself about it. Or you can just get on and live life. Yeah, And that's what it should be about. Mm. Which is number 10, don't change your lifestyle just because you've quit mm. drinking. That's hard at first. I think I did avoid certain social situations at first. But you soon learn that, no, I've just got to carry on as usual. 
and uh, or else you know what's the point yeah yeah well I do find when you go to the pub or whatever well on a so on a works do or something like that it it was really strange it was really hard at first but I'm not saying it's got any easier because I still am I still quite I get quite anxious in social situations whereas before I would have just drunk and then you know years ago would have been yeah. ultra the other way and you know life and soul of it because I was absolutely drunk off my head yeah but now I'm I'm no I find the social situation no easier but at least I'm noticing that and try and working on it and trying to develop yeah. you know just to just to to notice that situation and, I, and address it. I do wonder how many people do have social anxiety, which is a lot of the cause of this. Mm. I think it's, it's surprising because, like you say, this do we went to on Friday. I was quite anxious about going there because mm. my f- mind was there'll be lots of drunk people sort of thing. Mm. So not about my need to drink. That was not an issue. It was just like... So before, like Tom said, you, you take that, oh, I do need to drink to get rid of this anxiety, and that's why people do it. And... Uh, yeah, several people I spoke to before, you know, were like, oh, "I need to have a few drinks before I get there." Mm. And, so, and it's, yeah, it's interesting, and mm. it's not. I don't think it's one of the sixteen, um, but it does mention in the book when I was flicking through earlier. It mentioned about drinking friends or friends who drink. There's two differences, mm. and I don't think. I'm not sure I had drinking friends. I had a lot of friends who drunk. But I don't think it was just friends who I was only friends with through drinking. Mm. I don't know if that was a thing for me. Um, but it certainly caused a few changes. Changes in the dynamics in certain friendship groups certainly certainly happened. Yeah. Because no longer... You, you, it's either a f- they feel threatened or because you've changed your lifestyle or you're not doing what they do and it suddenly becomes something totally different. But it doesn't take long for people to accept it. You know, there's a lot of peer pressure of... Uh, drinking pressure you hear it when people are out oh come on why are you not drinking why are you? but that never happens to me now because they know i don't drink so it's not yeah it's but, not I, a thing. but I, I just thought it's worth mentioning as well that where i mean the culture that i grew up in i i don't know if it is everywhere in britain or, or if it was just you know just in, in my social group but you know we were we were drinking excessively so binge drinking Probably from fourteen, you know, personally from fourteen, it's just quite normal. (laughs) It was so normal. Um, We didn't have particularly strict um, uh, rules in pubs and that sort of thing. Although it was illegal to serve kids under eighteen, we everyone knew a place so you rugby clubs in particular. Yeah, Yeah. and you'd be and and in the rugby clubs that I was involved with, that was alcohol was everything. You know, it was all part of the post-match social social norms that you would you know drinking yards of ale and you know drinking through your sock and all sorts of things. it was all all drinking 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 yeah and that was so so it was very much normalized but they're a team bond again it, you can see why it is in clubs because it's a team bonding exercise really i don't know is. why that's why it's done though no perhaps not but it does have mm. that purpose as yeah. well yeah yeah um, which leads us on to don't try to convert your friends unless they first mm. seek your help. That's massively mm. important yeah. because you, with anything, we found like plant-based diets, um, surfing and Buddhism and this, 
you become a bit evangelical in your mm-hmm. mind because you can see the benefits and it's like yeah. why does what does everyone else not want to see this yeah and you just become you you alienate people you yeah. push people away um so i think as rich roll quite often says you become a lighthouse that's the way to deal with mm. it is you show the way and if people want like tom said he knew i'd given up so he felt that i was someone he could talk to about yeah. it or and that's it you're just there for people mm. and rather than pushing the agenda but if you become too like zealous about it then some for some people that's a real turn off that's a real you know no way you know he, he, he yeah it's all right because he, he's weird he, you know he, he can do it because he's weird but most of us can't you know no normal people yeah. can't and i think that that to be seen as being extraordinary and not in a good way yeah is is uh is not necessarily the best example you can be I don't yeah know. yeah just being a you know being approachable to people and yeah. you know without blowing your own trumpet it is like yeah yeah i've given up yeah it's not a big thing it's just something i've done mm. and uh this is how I do it. If you want any information, yeah, I'm here. You know, yeah. And, this, and that's partly why we do this podcast because you have to opt to listen to this. Yeah. You know, hopefully nobody's being forced to listen to this. That would really be, uh, be a hell of a torture. Yeah. It'd be pretty, but perhaps they could use it. In, yeah. uh, so, anyway. Um, but yeah, so hopefully we're, we're, we are being mm. light out, if you like, and uh, get in touch if you need any more advice, but we're not experts in anything, literally. Um, number 12. Change those parts of your lifestyle which you do not like, but for purely selfish reasons. Again, that overlaps, I suppose. Mm. So there were things I didn't like because of my drinking, for argument's sake, so I changed them. You know, and I was more selective in what social things I'd... In the past, I'd have gone just without thinking, well, I'll just go get hammered, it'll be all right. Mm. But then you made me consciously think, do I really want to go here? Mm. Is it something I really want to do? And it's really made me a lot more selective over the years. So I, I go to things. And there's still things I go to, perhaps for the sake of going mm. to, like other, like work, some work dues and things like that. So I'm probably not that bothered if I don't go, but I still feel that I should go. So it's not necessarily mm. for me, but I can tolerate them. But it's not a situation I probably choose to be in most of the yeah, time. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. So, and again, it's about finding the middle way. So, certainly with work dues, I'll go for a bit and then go home. Hmm. You know, once once it becomes a bit. And to be fair, you know, and it's great the people I work with, they've adapted the things they do. So, we'll go out and do something a bit different. And uh, But I think in a lot of workplaces, it is the beer up or nothing else. Hmm. And that, that can cause a few problems. Hmm. Uh, number 13, do not use substitutes. Well, that's interesting because the chap we were talking to just um, in the sea, he's um, given up alcohol and his substitute was to eat lots of sweet food. And so he's gained a lot, an awful lot of weight. So now he's got to, he's now making the decision to, to reduce his um, sugar intake to try to reduce mm-hmm. weight amongst other other methods. Yeah, he's, but, he's had a bit of a health scare. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So I think that that the there's an easy way that you are like, compensate by. If I'm, so I think it was when you're in the bar, it's actually it's not even the the alcohol. It's the fact that you've got a glass in your hand, and mm. you, you know, I don't know. I've just found that even on you were saying on Friday, you had a pint of water. And that how much water did you drink? Far much more water than yeah. you would have drunk normally. I, I ended up with three, four or four pints of water in about a four-hour period. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's bizarre. I just kept drinking and drinking. Because yeah. like, it was in my hand. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, substitutes are important, whatever it may be. And that could include healthy substitutes, mm. you know. I mean, it's not as bad, I suppose, going for a, going to the gym instead of going... But it mm. can become addictive and yeah. you're just replacing one thing with another. And yeah. so knowing that is quite important. Mm-hmm. And people do tend to pick something they see as a treat. Mm. You know, it's like cake. Cake is now my new alcohol, so I'll eat loads of cake. And again, mm. that just has a knock-on effect. Um Mm-hmm. Number 14, enjoy breaking the associations. Yeah, that's, that's really important. I think that idea, so you're, you're in a bar, therefore you'll have this. You are feeling stressed, therefore you'll have that. Right. You'll have, you know, and so sometimes it's, but actually enjoying that, to flipping that on its head again, rather than, oh God, I've got to break this. It's rather, ah, right, let's, let's see. It's, it's sort of like a, mm. I kind of make, I'm not saying making it fun, but just trying to, you know, making it a positive experience rather than, you know, having to having to be a negative experience, I think that's imp- that's that's yeah. key. Again, a lot of people's drinking is habitual. Mm. You know, it's is there's it's a such and such day. It's a Friday. It's mm. wine o'clock. It's uh, yeah. It's this do. It's that do. I need to do this before I do this. Yeah. And uh, but it was funny. It was that that is true. In in work, we had this. Uh, you know, so Monday and Tuesday. Well, you know, actually, if you're drinking on Monday and Tuesday, that's a problem. But. Uh, <laughs> Wednesday, whiny Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Thursday. Oh, it's Friday, yeah, Saturday, well, Sunday. Well, Sunday, but, da- bring yeah, it down, relax yeah. before I go back yeah, to work. And then Monday, yeah. where well, I still got a, I still got a couple of glasses left in the bottle. You know, it, it's, and it, and it was a sort of a, it was a joke, but but it, you can yeah. see how those associations become, become built in. Yeah. Um, Fifteen. Never envy people who drink alcohol. Mm, and that's mm. at first, it's difficult because yeah. you do because you think you're. Unless you can get your head straight on all the things we've spoken mm. about, you do think I'm missing out. Mm. And again, that's why it's so important. It's not giving something up, mm. you know, and uh, and not being too smug about, you know, out surfing at seven in the morning or whatever, as, <laughs> as opposed to... Um, we're about to get uh, Ian. Um, so just see what he wants to Two seconds and be interesting. You can hear the conversation, see what's going on. No, he's not coming back in. The surf there, is it? No, no, we just we just uh, we just re- recording our uh, recording our podcast. No, no, you're not sure whether he'll pick you up. But, uh, I will come and join you one day. Tell us, tell us about your uh, decision then. How much you 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 decided to give up sugar then? How much you uh... I decided to give up sugar after all these years of talking about giving up sugar, realizing I've developed C cup man breasts. It's about time to actually put my money where my mouth is and give up sugar. And after a, a week or so, you said? You well, know, yeah. So? First three days, I had a dreadful headache, which is apparently a symptom right. of withdrawal from sugar. But um, it's been eight days now, and I've lost nine pounds or approximately wow. four and a half kilos. That's bonkers. That's which amazing. Which has been just a result of giving up sugar and being a bit more careful about what Yeah, I'm fabulous. So we're going to... We're going to track your progress now and uh, and uh, see how you go. Give us uh, give us updates each week. I will. Uh, sounds like a good <laughs> idea, yes, because it will motivate me to make sure I've got something positive to see each week. As Fantastic. In, as in I put all the weight back on. But, uh, hopefully, hopefully it's all gone. Brilliant. Well, Thank you. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. My pleasure. All right, cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Ta-da. Great. Um, so, and that le- 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 leads us on to, last but not least, enjoy life. And again, that's what it's about, is it can open up so many more boundaries. I was saying to somebody the other day, I don't know if I'd have become plant-based if I hadn't given up alcohol. I don't know if I'd have been sort of investigating Buddhist philosophy and stuff like that if I hadn't given up alcohol. 
I certainly wouldn't have been surfing as much. I'd have certainly been heavier in weight. I'd have probably had a plethora of health conditions. But I'm you know, trying to enjoy life because of it, not in spite of it, as it were. So uh, that, That's the key. It's, a, it's a enjoying it and it's seeing it as a positive. That's, that's so much more. And in the more you learn from it, from your new experiences, the more it inspires you to carry on and, you know, and learning from other people's experiences. And we'll see how Neil's... Uh, Getting on with uh, with his uh, change. Me. His name's not Neil. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know if he wants his name put out across here. We call him Neil for now, but his Let's name, but his name Neil. isn't Neil. Oh well. <laughs> Have you been calling him Neil all this time? I said then no well. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think I'll do for today. So, no, um, yeah, I'll put a link into the show notes for the books and stuff, and perhaps the website for Alan Carr. And uh, so, if anyone needs it, it's, it's there. So, thanks for listening. Thank you very much. And see you soon. See you soon. Bye.